Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, we're getting started here in Sefer Yeshua, Perik Hey, Pasuk Yud. We finished off with the beginning of Perik Hey yesterday, or last time we learned, which was discussing the Mila that they did upon entering Eretz Yisrael, the second Mila, seemingly in their history. The first one was the night of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the second was now. And we just finished off with the Pasuk Tess, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that, um, he tells Yeshua, Rashi explained that there was this castigation or some negative words that Paro had said, and the Erev Rav encouraged that there would be bloodshed, and through the Dam of Mila, the bloodshed of Mila, it actually was a positive thing, not a negative thing. Okay, Pasuk Yod. Vayachanu b'nei Yisrael Gilgal. The Jewish people encamped in Gilgal. And as we know, it was Nisan. They crossed over the Yardin when it was the 10th of Nisan. So now they're coming up to Pesach. Vayasu es ha-Pesach ba'arba'a asar yoyim l'chaydesh ba'erev. They performed Pesach, called Pesach, the 14th in the afternoon. Right, so the Shechita of Korban Pesach is the afternoon of the 14th. Ba'arvas Mayav in the plains, Ba'arvas Yericho, excuse me, in the plains of Yericho. So they were encamped just outside of Yericho, which we'll get to later, the heavily fortified city they were going to attack. It was the 14th of Nisan, which is Erev Pesach, when they slaughtered the Korban Pesach, and that was the holiday of Pesach. Now this next Pasuk, there's two ways to read it. The outcome is essentially the same, but there's Rashi and the Radak, let's see. Okay, so let's translate. They ate from the produce of the land, the grains of the land. Now what would you say, simple chat? The day after Pesach. What's the day after Pesach? Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. So 16th of Nisan, which is the day that they brought the carbon Omer, that's when they were allowed to eat matzos v'kaloi. The breads, matzos, and kaloi is roasted kernels which is from the grains of the land, which is called yash achadash, new produce. They only were allowed to eat the day after Pesach, which is the 16th, when they brought the carbonimer. The in the middle of that day. So that's how Rashi reads the Pasuk. The man ceased. Now, mimacharas means the day after, but the way we understand it is they ceased eating man. That's really, as Rashi explains, the man had ceased to fall when Moshe died. You know, the Gemara in Tainus tells us when Moshe died, the man was not falling anymore. But they had man in their kalim, which miraculously stayed. It used to be it would disappear overnight, but it stayed until they started eating from the new produce of Eretz Yisrael. So it stayed for from the 7th of um, Adar till the 16th of, including the 15th of Nisan. So, it ceased the next day when they were eating, means the, day, the, sec- the 16th of Nisan, the second day of Pesach, when they started eating from the grains of the land, that's when they no longer had mun in their vessels. They didn't have mun anymore. So then, following that 16th, they were able to eat the chadash, the new produce, in Eretz Yisrael. And that's how Rashi learns the Pesukim. So, what comes out the way Rashi reads it is, when it says, it's not telling us what matzahs they ate that year by the Seder. By the way, what matzahs did they have to eat by the Seder that year? 
it had to be yashan. It had to be something that was old. Well, maybe, maybe they could find something from people. We're going to see, actually. Why did it have to be Mosul? What's that? You said it had to be Mosul. It's Pesach. Maybe they were. Oh, oh, oh. They're in Eretz Yisrael. So they should keep Pesach. So the Pashtas, you'd have to say, they had matzahs the night of the Seder on the 15th that was not from the produce of the land, according to Rashi. And the Pesukim were emphasizing that on the 16th of Nisan, when they did the Karbanoimer, and then the new grains of Eretz Yisrael became permitted, then they were able to eat from the new produce. And when that happened, the magical mun that had been stored up in their vessels for so many days and not disappeared, it ceased. That's when they stopped eating mun. Maybe they mean uh, the matzah out of the month. Maybe they matzah out of month. It could be. But uh, I think actually, right, the Radak gives a different shot. Let's see. So the Radak learns the Pesukim differently. Vila Maisa is going to come out the same. Because they could only eat Chadash on the 16th after the Omer was brought. The question is when it says, what is this referring to? What's Milmacharas HaPesach? So let's see the Radak now. It's a Rashi, I just I spoke out Rashi, but that's a Rashi learns. The Radak says, Meaning, they ate matzos v'kaloi, the matzos they ate on the, at, at the Seder, they ate matzos v'kaloi from the old grains, because the chadash, the new grains, was prohibited till the 16th of Nisan. So the assay of matzah wouldn't override the loisase of eating chadash. And therefore, even the matzahs of the seder, they wouldn't have been allowed to eat um, from the new grains. Okay, fine. So where would they have had these old grains, which means the Radak's learning, means after the day, which we'll see in momentarily, that they shechted the carbon Pesach, which was the 14th, they ate from the Tuas, but Me'avor Art means the old grains. Well, where do they have old grains from? So apparently there were non-Jewish merchants in Eretz Yisrael, and they were selling off produce, which was Yashan, not Chadash. They purchased from them, and they made matzahs for the Seder. And that's how he reads it into the Pasuk. And we have to see Vaitar in the Radak as he explains this better. By definition, the word me'avor, the produce, is the old produce. Ki amru, ki nikra avor adagan shehumishanim she'avru, means tevua would be a terminology of new produce. Avor is old produce. Continues the Radak, Mimacharas HaPesach, Hu leil chamisha asar benisan. Leil chamisha asar benisan is macharas HaPesach, v'yoymai, and it's day. Ki HaPesach kirev v'arba asar, because the Pesach was slaughtered on the 14th. U macharasa hu yoym chamisha asar. The next day is the 15th, which is the leil seder, as well as the next morning. That's the 15th. V'chim b'chamisha asar yoym l'achadish arish, machaz HaPesach, yetze b'nei Yisrael, fine. So the point is, the way that the Radak learns Vayoichlu, he learns like this, Vayoichlu me'avura Pesach, mimacharas ha-Pesach, the day after they slaughtered the carbon Pesach, which was the 14th, they ate me'avur ha'aretz, meaning the old grains of Eretz Yisrael, matzah sfekalib, etzimayamazeh, because they were not allowed to eat from the new grains yet. Now he agrees essentially in pshat, in, in the outcome of it. The outcome is the same, is that they ate from the new grains on the 16th after the Omer was brought. But in the pshat, in the Pasuk, he's saying, Machras HaPesach means the day after the carbon Pesach was slaughtered, they ate the old grains, which means by the 15th of Pesach, 15th day of Nisan. Whereas Rashi's learning, Machras HaPesach means the second day of Pesach, 
the day after the first day of Pesach, they ate from the new grains, which was uh, the Chadash in Eretz Yisrael. That's how he interprets the verses here. That's, and it comes out the same in Lemaisa, just it would come out with a different shot reading in the Pasuk. And he says, the Radak learns that the old grains they would have gotten for matzos of the Seder would have been from the Goyim who were selling produce in Eretz Yisrael. That's what he says. That's what he seems to say. That's what you have to say. Fine. Okay. Weiter. That's the end of that section. So we have, Bekitzer, we have this idea that they brought a carbon Pesach, they ate matzahs, they ate the new grains only after they brought the carbon oimah, which follows the general halacha. Moving on to Pasuket Gimel now. Now we come up to one of the, the more famous interactions is brought in Maseches Megillah, but Rashi does not learn like the Gemara Megillah here. Let's see. Pasuket Gimel. Yeshua was in Yerichai, near Yerichai, Lechaira. Means the Jews were in camp near Yerichai. Vayisa enough, he lifted his eyes. Vayari saw. Vihine ish aimed lenegdai. There was a person standing opposite him. Vicharbay shlufa biyadai. There was a sword uh, outstretched or unsheathed in his hands. Vayilach Yeshua elav Yeshua said to him. Vayaymer loy and he said to him. Sorry. Vayilach Yeshua elav Yeshua went to him and said to him. Halanu ata im Are you with us literally, or are you against us? Halanu ata. Are you with us? For us, imlitzarenu, or against us? I thought it was like a smart move. Because someone is holding an unsheathed sword. A huge sword. Right. Are you with us or are you against us? And Rashi learns the simple pshat. Halanu ata, halamis adona asesa. Have you come to support us? Imlitzarenu, or are you here to fight us? Okay. Are you with us or are you against us? Vayoymer loy. And we know it's a malach. We'll find out. The malach says loy, No. Now, this, I, I, I don't really understand this. The end of the Pasuk, he's going to say seemingly that he supports them, but it's like, do you want chicken or the meat? No. Right? That's what it seems to be. He says, no. No, that's not the answer. Meaning, so the way that Rashi learns is, I'm not litzarenu, like the second thing you said, rather I'm lanu. It's just a strange way to respond. So let's see. I'm not litzarenu, ki ani I am an officer of the army of Hashem, which Rashi learns means the officer of Amistral, to support you. Atabasi, now I came to support you so you could conquer Yericho. Vayipal Yeshua el Panov, Yeshua fell to his face, Artsa to the ground. Vayishtachu, and he bowed. Vayoymer loy, so he says to the Malach, Mo'adayni midaber lavdai, what do you want to speak to, what do you speak to your servant? Very strange conversation. I'm not sure why he fell to his face either and bowed. Well, what's the shot in that also? Because it was a malach? So. I think we said something that I didn't give you like in. So we asked the question on this that you can't give a greeting to the Fanhamay or something. Right. From these words. Right. You hear this uh, greeting. It yeah. Like so the Gemara says in Megillah, he saw that he had. He said, I'm Nisvatsvah. He said, I'm Nisvatsvah. Right. And he wouldn't like. So why would he fall down? What's the shot in that story? Because he was overwhelmed by seeing a malach? What's the shot? Was that part of the battle? I mean, is that one? Okay, let's say, I don't know, I'm not sure. Tesvav. Vayoymer sartzva Hashem el Yeshua. So this sartzva Hashem says to Yeshua, Shal na'alcha mi'al raglecha, remove your shoes from your feet. Ki amakam ashra'ata o'emer olav kodesh hu. The place that you're standing is holy. Vayas Yeshua, ken Yeshua did this. Meaning Yeshua had asked, Ma adoyni midaber alavde, what does my master speak to his servant? And the answer to that is, remove your shoes because the place you're standing is holy. And so did Yeshua. That's the end of the conversation. 
And then the next parak starts off about the battle against Yericho, how it's a heavily fortified city. It's in the parak head. Which Pazag has a stuma? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I hear that, I hear that. The Yericha Segeris and the Segeris is part of the conversation. Meaning he was saying, I'm supporting you, and hence we're going to go to battle. Yeah, no, I, I hear. Even though... Vayas Yeshua Cain, because he was... He took off his shoes because it was a holy place, and then the Malach supported them in war. So, Al-Pipshat, the way we're reading it, if Rashi learns like this, Al-Mis Adona Asesa, you came to support us. Atabas, either Malach responded, now I've come, or Ezra Sechem, as he was saying, to support you. How does that come from the words Atabasi? Because you're about to fight? I mean, let's say he would have been Tsarenu. I mean, he's also not the bossy. To fight you. Because the Malach was saying, nobody could fight against Yericho, to conquer it and knock down the wall. And Rashi throws in, the Medrash says, in the days of Moshe, your master, Ba'asi, I came, and they didn't want you, they didn't want me. Like it says after the Egel Azav. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem said, a Malach will, will go with you. What? What's that? That was by Metashram, right? Kisisa. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying. Right. The Malach was like Metashram. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem said, I'll send a Malach with you because if I go with you, I'm going to destroy you when I get angry. And Hashem said back, please know we want you to rest your Shechina with us. Gemara Baruch has actually just did it in Amod Yaimi. That was one of the things he requested is we want the Shechina to be Shaira and Am Yisrael, not in the nations of the world. We don't want a Malach to guide us. So here the Malach is saying, Ataba Asi, meaning to say, in the days of Moshe, they didn't want me, but now I'm coming to support you, to help you out. Sounds almost the opposite. Now I'm coming. I didn't come before. Oh, oh, oh. The well, I, I guess I hear. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm also coming. But like Chafetz, I hear. They didn't want me. Rashi says, "Sar Yisrael Hashem." A Sar Hashem means a Sar of the Jewish people because they're the nation of Hashem, the army of Hashem. Well, Michael, this was Michael. Remember Michael Sar Sar Rachem. Sar Rashi says that. I mean, that's that's the Gemara's explanation. Yeah, I don't know. Here it says Michael. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeshua is overwhelmed by that. I guess, appreciative of the gesture, I guess that's the pshat. And he falls down. And what, 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 what are you instructing me? Remove your shoes because it's a holy land. Okay. That's simple pshat. Your shoe. Huh? Your shoe. Your shoe. Shoes. Certain things we call singular, um, like fish. That it's really plural. Raglecha. Shalna alcha me al raglecha. Raglecha is singular also, right? Raglecha means your foot. Raglechem would be your feet. 
Yeah. So Shalna Alcha Mi Al Raglecha means what? That oh, we're over yeah. time already. Yeah, we're over time, but let's just quickly do the Radak. If you have to go, go. I don't want to hold you. But the Radak quotes the Gemara and Megillah that we all know. The Yesh by Drash says the Radak. Um, yeah. The Yesh by Drash, if you look at it, it's Atabasi, that line in. Yesh by Drash, based on the Gemara and the Megillah, Kibal Afchirim Abitl Tayrev Al Shabitl Ayayim Sha'avar Tamit Shalbain Arbaim Gim. He came to um, intimidate them, Afchidim. <laughs> Because they have Bittel Torah, and yesterday they didn't do the carbon tamid of the afternoon. So Amalei Yeshua Alezmei Basa, which one, which know from the Gemara, are you giving Musar for? Amalei Atabasi, Kelaimar Bittel Torah Shatem Telemata. So Miad Vayolin Yeshua B'Teicha Emek Shalom Ve'Umka Shalalacha Yeshua Learned Torah. Where is he going to say that? I'm looking like Miad. Oh, like so the nice Radak doesn't understand. Zeh Hadrash Rachak. He says this Drash is not close to Pshat. First of all, he says the time of war is not the time to be learning Torah. So that's not a fair Musr. It's a very interesting thing. Meaning they were right in not learning Torah. That's question number one. Furthermore, like Yosef saying, That Pasuk is by the Muhammad Sa'ai in Perak Ches. And furthermore, the one who wrote this drasha, he mistaken in the pasuk that he quoted. There's one pasuk that says So, in order to say the response that he learned Torah, he grouped together two like psukim by cutting off parts of each of them, putting them together. So, therefore, that has three problems, and he learns that's not the pshat. The pshat is. He asked if, if you're supporting us or against. He said, we're some supporting you. Rasha asked that question in the Megillah. Yeah. He said, it's true, Tom is an Amahidah, but it's Tom like the Gibbalah, or so Rasha said. Right. He was, he, was, right. He, was, he was coming off of it. Right. So the Radak saying in Pshat, it's pasuk? just difficult. What's the second Pasuk? There's one Pasuk that says, Vayola and Yeshua, Pesocha Am. And there's another one that says, Vayola and Yeshua, Vayelech Yeshua, Balayla, Ubesaycha Emek. I have a Yola over there. Oh, is it? I don't know. Look at that. Could be a typo in there. Uh, I mean, it would make sense to be a typo in mind. So you're saying he's combining them. Test you'd give me. This is the positive. So you don't need to Okay, so kids, we have two ways of understanding the story. One we're saying is it was just a simple conversation with Radak appreciates. Rashi seems to learn that way too. The drash based on the Gemara Megillah is, you know, are you, wh- which one are you giving us Musr about? Now, e- either way you learn the story, it has to fit into the storyline. So Vayomer, sorry, when he says Ataba Asi, what's the response to that? So what's the response? So if you learn Kipshutai, He's saying, I'm supporting you. Maybe he's overwhelmed with gratitude. I mean, you could say such a part, maybe. And then, I don't know what Ma'adani Medaber Lafta, that conversation about taking off shoes. You know? If you learn the other way, is that he's giving Musr about Bittal Taira. Maybe he's, he's ashamed. I don't know. You could say he fell to the ground. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you say, but he's accepting the Musr. Hmm. Okay, we'll stop here.
under Parakeh. Is Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with uh, Vav, with Yericha. Sugeras and Miss Sugeras. Hashem, we'll get to that tomorrow.